For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of Astros Baseball. Joining me today uh, to talk about this Boston Red Sox series, uh, Terry Cushman the host of the Bastards of Boston Baseball podcast. Terry, welcome back to the show, buddy. Yeah, feels good. Normal season, normal, you know, normal guesting on podcasts. It, it feels uh, feels good to, to be doing this after a weird 2020. Yeah, you actually have to change the name of your podcast because the, uh, the namesakes are no longer Red Sox, right? Yeah, you know, I was at odds with everybody. I was like, no, I'm keeping the name. I'm keeping it because 10 years from now, it's going to be cool, you know, to reflect on the the Benintendi Mookie Betts era. And finally, we traded Benintendi to the Royals and I I caved. So we're now the bastards of Boston baseball. How's the listeners taking it? No change? Uh, the reception has been very good because it, it took it took some convincing with a couple of my co-hosts that we have the word bastards in our title. And uh, I think since then, it's kind of grown on them and they kind of embrace the brand. We're not a Homer podcast. We're kind of rough on the team when things aren't going good. And it's been a decent season, so... I don't think that's really been a theme for, for this year at all. We're only one game out of the lead. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, we uh, we can be pretty hard-hitting compared to any other podcast. So, so we're, we're definitely the bastards at times. Yeah, that's, that's one thing I like about your show is, uh, I mean, and it's one thing we're similar about, you know, like, I, I don't, I'm not a homer, even though I'm a huge fan, you know, if, if I see something wrong, I mean, I'll call it the way I see it. I'm, people may not agree with me, but I'm not really scared to share my opinion. Uh, and that's one thing I like about your show. Um, so anyway, the Astros took, what was it? Three out of four in Houston and then two out of three there in Boston. That was uh, two weeks in a row. Correct. And uh, both times. The Astros have failed to close the door or get that sweep. And, you know, if, if me and you had a bet, I would tell you, you know, bet, bet on the Red Sox tonight. They're going to win game three. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we've been swept since the opening series of the year, which was against Baltimore, oddly enough. Um, and so we've managed to, to win most of the series. We've had a couple of splits and then we have dropped a couple and, uh, you guys, I, I gotta hand it to you, you know, things, uh, you've had an interesting couple of years, but 
you've done a good job developing guys. Kyle Tucker, Miles Straw seems to be. He doesn't. He's not a power guy, but he seems to be a spark plug, uh, especially on the base pass. And um, the pitching is a little interesting. I, I think it's going to be even more interesting next week, uh, especially with uh, Cough Cough. Uh, Framber Valdez. <laughs> every every team has one guy. I, I already know a couple that I'm worried about on the Red Sox, but um, umpires are going to be inspecting these guys multiple times a game starting next week. So we'll we'll see what how that plays out. Yeah, a couple of things you brought up uh, already is going to be a couple of topics, a couple of questions. I'm I'm going to ask you after. You know, we briefly cover these games. Gotcha. Uh, uh, Tuesday, the Astros went seven to one, and Framber Valdez, the one you just <laughs> brought up, to me, he's our best pitcher. Some people may say Grinky. Uh, seven to third, six hits, one run, eight strikeouts, no walks. Uh, we we had to go without him for a while. His ERA sitting at one forty seven. Uh, Correa. Three for five with a homer and two RBIs. Yuli, three for four. The the thing that stuck out in this game was that five-run second inning by the Astros, you know, combined with the amazing outing by Valdez. You guys were really never in the game Tuesday. No, and it's interesting because the week prior, Perez went seven and two-thirds innings, almost pitched eight full innings, and didn't give up an earned run. And then this time around, I just think you guys have a really good analytics department that, uh, you know, equips your hitters with with really good information. And I, I think they came prepared. I get the impression we're gonna we're gonna talk about the baseballs, um, you know, in a little while, like you said. But I'm also wondering, did Perez maybe do something differently this time and and wasn't as effective because of it? So, because I, like I said, it, it was a drastic difference from the the week before, and uh, you guys tuned him up, and he was out of there after two innings. Yeah. So. Going to Wednesday, the Astros won eight to three, and this was kind of like a, a tandem uh, outing. Odorizzi, who's you know struggled mightily to say the least since he's been an Astro, he went five innings, gave up three runs, and then Christian Javier, who is usually a starter in the rotation, but they moved him to the bullpen, and that's where I think his strength is. It's not. I think his his strength is as a starter, but to have in the, him in the bullpen really helps our weak bullpen. I, I think the bullpen is our weak spot, and having him in there, in my opinion, is awesome. And he went four innings. He only allowed one hit, no runs, three strikeouts. Tons of offense for the Astros in this. I mean, it's just a long list. Correa, two for five. Bregman, three for four with a homer. Altuve with a homer. Yuli Uriel had two hits. Brantley, three hits. Tucker, two for four. Miles Straw, two for four. The Astros had 17 hits. I mean, they really tore the cover off the ball in that game. Boston was up two to one early. The Astros scored four runs in the third, and they never looked back. Yeah, you know, Evaldi's had a couple of outings like this where 
he just seems to fall apart in one inning and, and gives up a bunch of runs. And that was the case this time in the third inning. And then Dave Bush came out, had a quick uh, chat with him, and he seemed to settle in pretty nicely after that. And I think he went six and two-thirds, something like that. And he it was a grind after that, but he didn't give up any more runs. So you guys pounced on him and, uh, you know, put up some runs early and that was all you needed. And Jake Odorizzi, he, he didn't sign until late. He didn't have a normal spring training, had a, a flexor issue with his arm, which I thought might be the end of his season. Uh, I'm sure you guys probably had similar fears at first, but has recovered. And I was a huge proponent of bringing him to the Red Sox over the winter, and you guys got him when it was looking like you might lose Valdez for the season. So that was a pretty good pickup for you guys, and I bet you Odorizzi has a pretty good second half if he can stay healthy. Yeah, I think so too. Um, We go to Thursday's game, last night's game, and – Man, what a what a game that was! I mean, it just seemed like uh, someone would take the lead, the other people would take it back or tie it up, and then um, all hell broke loose. It was just a weird game. Uh, Boston wins twelve to eight. Grinky only goes three innings, sixty four pitches. He gave up gave up four runs. Belak came in and gave up three runs, uh, but I mean the game was tied at seven. After five innings, so much offense in that game. Uh, the Boston scored eight runs and, you know, combined the fifth and sixth innings together, eight runs, and that pretty much ended it. You know, they they took a lead and, you know, Houston couldn't get it back after the 7-7 seven to seven tie. We had a home run by Yuli Gurriel, Altuve, two for five. Bregman, two for five. Jordan Alvarez, two for five. Kyle Tucker, who you spoke nicely about earlier, he had three RBIs. So, I mean, it was a good game. It's just Boston just took it at the end. You know, I was thinking it was it was kind of like, okay, we're not going to get the sweep. Okay, we are going to get the sweep. Okay, we're not <laughs> going to get it. You know, that's how I felt with that game last night. Yeah, the Red Sox kind of had a chance to really take a hold of it earlier than they did. Eduardo Rodriguez had been scuffling and really, I thought, looked okay against you guys, given the fact that your offense is so potent. I thought he limited the damage okay, but he left the game with the bases loaded. And then Matt Andres couldn't hold you guys back, and you guys scored three more runs, three or four runs, something like that. And then it was just a battle of the bullpens, and the Red Sox bullpen ended up holding up in the end. And I know... Paredes came in and and scuffled a little bit as well. Walked in a couple of runs, and I think Bobby Dahlbeck hit a uh, a double off the monster, which played it a couple runs. So uh, just just one of those games. And I'm a big Zach Greinke fan, and uh, I'm sure he's going to be fine after a start like that. You know, being 37, and he, his stuff is kind of finicky. He's more of a finesse guy, so he's going to have better starts than others. But uh, the Red Sox definitely uh, got to him uh, early. And and then, again, the bullpens were – both bullpens seemed to have some yeah. issues there. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really worried about Grinky. I think the last – I think he was either the last one or the one before that. He threw a complete game. And yeah. One be, and, and I know he had a seven or eight inning one, you know, 
pretty soon. I mean, pretty, I don't know how to say that. Like right, right before that, soon before that, I don't know how to word that, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was like, okay, we took the lead and then it's like, okay, Boston three run Homer. Now it's tied. You know, it was, it was a pretty good game, you know? Um, so a- after the game, Houston, we're, we're in the same spot here. Houston, one game behind Oakland. Uh, Oakland lost to the Royals last night. Uh, Seattle and L.A. six behind Texas, 12 and a half behind. Uh, Boston, one game behind Tampa Bay. The Yankees are six behind uh, Tampa Bay. Toronto, 6.5. I think all four of those teams have a chance to win uh, – the American League East, and that's one of the questions I'll have for you here in a second. Uh, the White Sox are up four and a half games over Cleveland. So let's let's look at these questions I have for you. That's sure. why, uh, that's why I wanted to kind of quickly go over the games so we could get into this because I think this will kind of take a little bit longer. So one question I have for you: the the fans were chanting F Altuve. <laughs> and what I think, the first thing is like, hey, I-, I thought we were brothers here. I thought we were cheating brothers, you know, that win World <laughs> Series. Like, what are you doing? Why, why are you hopping on that? I mean, is it just people just, hey, look, they're saying it. Now we're going to say it to them. Just something to have fun with or like what's going on here? I'm a big Altuve guy. When he buried Chapman in that final game six, I thought that was great. And I, I love the way Joe Buck called it. So I, Altuve is an impossible guy for me to hate. But I just think we do have a history. You know, just head to head. You guys beat us in 2017. We beat you guys 2018. We've both been on the wrong side of some scandals, but I think that's gamesmanship. And I think smart Red Sox fans know that there could be a possible October showdown. And so I I guess I would just chalk that up to be a little bit more uh, gamesmanship than anything. Yeah, there was a lot of comments on Twitter. You know, it's they're like, you do realize that Marwin Gonzalez is on your team. (laughs) Yeah. You're booing Altuve and. Marwan Gonzalez was one of the worst perpetrators of the scandal and he benefited the most from it. So it's just kind of weird. It's just weird. I mean, but that's what I've said all along on this show. Numerous times people are getting tired of hearing it. As soon as you put another uniform on, you're automatically forgiven for what you've done. Yeah. I mean, you don't hear people getting on Dallas Keuchel's face with the White Sox who are a first place team right now. So, I, I think it's it's more the name on the front of the uniform than anything, and Altuve is just a spark plug anyway, so he's he's going to be a target. All right, let me ask you this. How is Boston better than they're expected to be? I, I mean, you guys weren't expected to do anything, and now here you are, you know, battling at the top of the, the division all year. I mean, what, why are y'all better than you're supposed to be? Well, I had us winning 78 games, so I, I was I was pretty pessimistic at the start of the season. But the two biggest factors of why we've been as good as we have been is Nick Pavetta and Garrett Richards. Pavetta had a career 
650 ERA, roughly. Just nobody in Philly was even sure he was a, a major leaguer, and they basically gave up on him. And we got him in the Connor Seabold deal. That was the guy we wanted in the workman trade, but they threw Pavetta in uh, as well. And the Red Sox pitching program has turned him around, and he's he finally got his first loss, I think, two starts ago, but has been very competitive every time out. And, and then, like I said, you've got Garrett Richards, who had only pitched 76 combined innings since 2015. He's had Tommy John. I think he had a shoulder injury somewhere in there. Uh, he came back with the Padres last year. Didn't look super great, but the Red Sox have turned him around. And then you, you've you had solid starts from guys like Perez, Evaldi, and Erod. And we, we knew those guys would, would be fairly solid. But when you get your two wild cards, Pavetta and Richards, keeping you in games, winning a lot of games, I think that's what's uh, kept us up there. Uh, towards the top of the division. So who do you think is going to win the American League East? I still say Tampa. Uh, you know, can these guys sustain it all year? Can Evoldi stay off the the injured list? We haven't seen Martin Perez pitch a full season yet in Boston, abbreviated season last year. He was really good with the Minnesota Twins in the first half of the 2019 season then fell off a cliff. So, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little, uh, I don't know, skeptical with him, but we do have some depth down on the farm. Josh Winkowski is pitching very good in double A. He could get fast tracked up. Tanner Houck, Connor Siebel both have an elbow issues, but have resumed their throwing program. So we're kind of seeing how that's going to go. I'm a big, big Tanner Houck guy. I, he looked really good last year, had a couple of early starts this year. And, you know, you just got to – we have to get to Chris Sale and be a few games within the division lead. If we can do that and then Sale comes back and he's the ace again, maybe we can squeak out the division. I think it's going to be a dogfight. And uh, we have two stud prospects uh, on the farm outfielder Jaron Duran and first base prospect uh, Tristan Casas, who could be the next coming of Aaron Judge. So if those guys are up, who knows? Who knows? Uh, we're certainly a lot more competitive than I thought we would be. So what's up with the Yankees? I mean, why aren't, why aren't they going to win it? Why, would you, why wouldn't you pick them? Because Brian Cashman's an idiot and the most overrated general manager in, in baseball. I mean, they they brought in Corey Kluber to be the number two. And Shocker, he's going to be out for a couple of months. He's probably got about one more month to go at this point. And he had only pitched one, one inning since 2019. It got shut down last year, so that was a that was a terrible move. Jamison Tyon, they acquired him from the Pittsburgh Pirates. That hasn't worked out very well. So they've they've got some problems with their rotation, and and they've had injuries in the lineup. Luke Voigt can't stay healthy. He's basically the next coming of of Greg Bird. Giancarlo Stanton okay. is finally heating up again, but spent some time on the. Uh, you know, on the injured list and took several yeah. games to get going again. So 
Yeah, he single-handedly beat us. That that dude was hitting home runs left and right. Did yeah. you happen? Did you happen to see some highlights from last night? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, twins. The, t- <laughs> the twins. Al- Jose Altuve. That dude. They. Uh, someone hit a home run in the ninth inning to tie it, and then they <laughs> hit a home run and walked him off. It was like he threw nine pitches. The, the two oldest guys in MLB, two of the oldest guys, and one of them is definitely the oldest, um, thumped, thumped or rolled as Chapman in the ninth inning. Nelson Cruz, Josh Donaldson. And, uh, yeah, Chapman gave up four runs. Easily had been the best closer in, in Major League Baseball coming into that start. And maybe he still is. He was that dominant. But, um I, I laughed pretty hard when because uh, we were recording our show last night and the Yankees were up comfortably. Then we, we wrap up the show, come to find out they lost. <laughs> so, yeah, just crazy. Yeah, Donaldson uh, got some attention from Yankee fans uh, when he kind of outed, accused Eric Cole of getting a big contract <laughs> with the spider tack. But that's for a little bit later. <laughs> so who, who do you think is going to win the AL West? Can the Astros th- overtake the Oakland A's sometime th- this year? If you guys aren't messing around with the substances, or or if you are, but you find ways to still pitch effectively once the new rules start being enforced, you guys are going to win the the AL West uh, the the Oakland's good they're gonna win ninety something I, I think you guys will do a little bit better than that and I said on last night's show you guys are the front runners in my opinion to to go to the World Series on the American League side I, I think you guys are that good that's good I I think we're gonna win I mean I, I don't know about the world I mean about going to the World Series I mean my vision is just on the division. And I actually thought we had win it easier than it is, uh, than it has been. I, you know, I don't know what Oakland does. I had I picked them to win, to finish second. You know, no matter what they do, they just seem to hang around. Um, let me ask you this: Did you see this new book some guy came out with? You know, another person trying to make money talking about the Astros uh, scandal. You know, uh, I think it's called Cheated or Cheaters. I, I think it's called uh, Cheated. I don't remember if I saw anything recently on that. Do you know who wrote it or no? No, no, I don't. Okay. But, yeah. You know, it, it's full of like unnamed sources and stuff like that. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Just let it go already. As, as an Astro <laughs> fan, it's pretty annoying. And, uh, okay, let's do it. Let's get into this. Spider tack. <laughs> yeah. So... So the first thing I heard about it was this video, and I'm sure you saw it, and I'm sure you enjoyed it just as much as I did, of Garrett Cole. The guy asked him, do you use it? And he didn't know what to say. I I don't know what to say. Like, yes or no, do you use it? Like, and, and so he goes on to say something at the end. Oh, it's just something that's been handed down, you know, from generation to generation. Like, it's always been done. Everybody's always been doing it. 
And so I, I kind of quote tweeted that video and I'm like, you mean like sign stealing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the key line from that interview was when they asked him if he had used it and he said, well, I don't know how to answer that. So he yeah. basically admitted it. I think a number of people are using it. Like the net is really wide. So I don't think it's going to, I think Garrett Cole gets most of the attention because he's the highest paid pitcher in major league baseball. And if he's not as effective in a couple of weeks, that contract looks really bad. Oh yeah. So I think Trevor Bauer has his spin rate has come down. Cause that's what the spider tack does. Yeah. It, yeah. it increases the spin rate. So Trevor Bauer's spin rate has come down a little bit. I know Marcus Stroman's has come down a little bit. So I think, I think pitchers are trying to, you know, get, get rid of it now uh, before they get caught. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than lose it all at once. And, it's too bad it came to that because I, I tweeted out, I can't remember if it was my own account or the podcast account yesterday, but but sunscreen and rosin was MLB giving the players an inch. They kind of knew players were, were using that and mixing it, but the league didn't mess with them. And then spider tack comes in, and that's when the players took a mile. You know, the league gives an inch, the players take a mile, and it's gotten bad and the the league wide batting average right now is 237 so offense is way down and they're talking about lowering the mound in in a couple of years or possibly moving it back 6 inches i don't know how they can do that until they address the substances on the baseballs and so Hopefully, when they start enforcing these rules next week and the umpires start inspecting these players throughout the game, I hope they don't half-ass it. I, I hope they're aggressive with it and we go back to a more level playing field. Yeah, I think if they do get rid of this, the, the advantage for the pitchers will go down and the offense should go up. And that's what the league wants. They want more offense. So they oh, have yeah. all the incentive in the world to enforce this to the, the fullest degree. Yeah, and that's, you know, like, so what their excuse is, you know, when the Astros did what they did, you know, you see Yankee fans from everywhere out jumping out of the woodwork. And, you know, now they're like, oh, well, spider tech, it, sure, it's not legal, but it's a, it's a league-wide issue. You know, it's not just the Yankees. Like, you like sign stealing? You know, and when... when when the Astros got accused of something, you know, the fans are like, we're not the only ones stealing signs. Like, the video monitors are in everyone's dugouts. Like, people are doing it. There's no way we're the only ones doing it. And now that it's them, they're doing the same thing. You know, it's, oh, it's a league-wide league issue. Yeah. I mean, I think you guys were a little bit more innovative than, than everyone else. And it's, I mean, I don't, I've never believed for one second that Jose Altuve was wearing a buzzer. No. You know, I, I think that's like, like crazy conspiracy theory stuff, but you know, the monitors, I think you guys did have an edge a little bit, but, but it's over now. 
you guys are still one of the best offenses, if not the best offense in Major League Baseball. So I agree. It, it is time to move on. And I, I just I just want to see this pitching thing get get resolved. And yeah, you, you have that prospect out of Seattle, Jared Kalenic, the number one overall prospect in Major League Baseball. He was like one for 36, something like that. They had to send him back down. They're, they're making it impossible for some of these prospects to come up and thrive. So it's a huge issue, and I, I, I hope they get aggressive with it. I really do. Yeah, you meant you mentioned Framber Valdez, and I, I saw oh. a video of one of his pat, his uh, pitches. I mean, that thing was moving. Yeah, and that, so I I can see I can see why you would kind of think that maybe he has that issue, but you know well, what what you know what you were saying earlier, these guys are going to stop using it. They don't have to admit that they used it, but their spin rates and their performance we'll give it away. Yeah, cuz there'll be a, a pretty significant drop. So again, I, I mean nobody's going to get singled out here because it's so wide. I mean every team has at least one or two guys that are doing it. Garrett Richards on the Red Sox, his spin rate on his curveball is in the 100th percentile. That's insane. So as Red Sox fans, we're going to be looking at him. Matt Barnes has a really really high spin rate. So he'll be looked at as well. In the case of Valdez, I mean, that ball moves like a wiffle ball at a hundred miles an hour. It just does things that you don't see baseballs do. And in his start against the Red Sox last week, when we were in Houston in that first inning, he couldn't find the strike zone. And then he comes out the next inning with a different glove and starts destroying us. So it's just, you know, there's there's funky stuff going on. I don't think Rinky fits that mold. Jake Odorizzi, not a spin rate guy. You have that other guy I haven't seen yet, Luis Garcia, I think his name is. So yeah, yeah. he's got good numbers, but I don't know what his stuff looks like. So I, I don't know if he's, you know, on the sauce, so to speak. But but like <laughs> I said, every every team has at least one or two of these guys that's doing it and and the second half of the season is going to be pretty interesting. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it's kind of funny. We're, you know, we're talking about offensive production going down just right after we were talking about a 12 to 8 game and then <laughs> a 17 hit game on Wednesday and a 7 to 1 win on Tuesday. There was quite a bit of offense between the Astros and uh, the Red Sox. So this may not be interesting to you. But there was a there's an Astro fan sitting on the green monster and he hit he caught Alex Bregman's home run ball. And he was kind of getting a lot of attention on Twitter. And then today, I guess he went back to the game last night and uh, Bregman signed it for him. So that guy's getting his five minutes of fame. Pretty cool. I mean, I think the last time he tweeted was 2019. So he's not a big Twitter guy. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but Lance McCullers Jr., one of our guys, the rotation, he pitched four innings of rehab there for our AAA team. Josh James, one of our bullpen guys, had a setback. We lost Joe Smith. He's on the injured list. Uh, Jose Cruz Jr., son of legend Jose Cruz, was hired as the head coach at University of Rice. And here's what I wanted to talk to you about. Dusty Baker 
he got tossed. And it was only his 23rd time that he got tossed out of a game in 24 seasons. What exactly happened that got him tossed? Well, there was uh, – it ended up kind of being a swinging bunt, and I forget who was at the plate. It might have been Correa, and it looked like it could have been a foul ball, but it was never called foul. And so Christian Vasquez threw down to first, and for some reason Alvarez had kind of already rounded second but had the impression it was a – it was a foul ball as well. So he started walking back to first and they tagged him out. And, uh, and then Baker just kind of flipped out because he thought it was a foul ball and, and they rang him up and all the replays showed it, it was a fair ball. None of the umpires signaled it, that it was foul. Like there was no mistake. So I, I just think uh, for whatever reason, the Astros just all, unanimously thought it was a it was a foul ball and and dusty got rung up for it so um is what it is there's very few managers in baseball currently as well as the history of baseball that are classier than than dusty baker Uh, i'm kind of envious you guys have them not that you know we think cora's a bad manager by any means but um but it is what it is. You know, it was a mistake. Live and learn. I don't think it really impacted the game at all. I, I think the result probably would have would have been about what it was. So, speaking of Cora, are y'all getting any anything about that? About him coming back and you know, like all of a sudden you're better. <laughs> are you getting uh, any of that? Not really. No, I I haven't really heard people chirping. I mean, I'm on record. You can look up my old tweets. I wasn't really a big proponent of bringing him back. I just kind of wanted to move on from that. But he was immensely popular with ownership and and uh, ended up getting rehired. But um, but no, I mean, I think, like I said earlier, Nick Pavetta, Garrett Richards have just been so good. Uh, J.D. Martinez had a bad year last year. A lot of people are blaming that on the um, tablets. Now that he has his tablet back, he's good again. So that's the correlation with uh, J.D., not not so much Cora. Um, but, you know, so it it is what it is. The last week or so has been awkward for Cora because he had to go to uh, Houston and – you know, and then them coming here, you know, there's just awkward connections because he's still close to a lot of you guys as players. You know, he had a really positive impact on a lot of them. And um, so is what it is. And he also said he was going to recuse himself from the uh, the substance issues on the ball. So as a manager, he's not going to ask for players to be inspected because he kind of has an awkward history of cheating. <laughs> so yeah. is, is what it is. So he's on record with that. And he said over and over, it's going to, he's admitted it's going to follow him for the rest of his career. And he just has to live with it. Yeah. Another thing happened in the series. Um, I, I can't, I had the word in my mind earlier, but it's kind of, uh, I, I guess I'll just use my own word now. But your fans were kind of giving Altuve and Bregman the business. <laughs> and they both hit home runs. I think Altuve had a home run in two of the three games. So 
he kind of, I guess, you know, he kind of won that, I guess. Yeah, you know, in those, the home run last night, and there was one in Houston, were just weird home runs. They were super short. They were two of the shortest home runs uh, hit this year, and I don't think, I think the the baseballs are still different. You know, they, they still travel more than they probably should. So uh-huh. they, they were kind of cheap home runs, and, and we've certainly had some uh, like that as well. But is is what it is. You know, we're going to have a rivalry for as long as we're both good. And, you know, our fans are going to jaw at you guys. I will say this. I'm not a, I'm not really a Bregman guy. I, I love Altuve, but um, yeah. I, I'm not a Bregman guy. I will say this for Bregman. I, I think post – controversy he has handled himself uh pretty well and you know hasn't hasn't caused any uh controversies because he's been one of those guys who gets really amped up you know very emotional very fired up guy and uh you know he had that those run-ins with bauer that were kind of well publicized and you just kind of see him quietly going about his business you know the last year or so and I give him credit for that. Yeah, speaking of Bauer, we got we got him when we played oh, yeah? the Dodgers, so that was pretty awesome. Yeah, they he... yeah they beat us with uh, Kershaw, and then it was actually Luis Garcia, that young kid versus Bauer, and we won that game. So that was pretty awesome. How many runs did you put up roughly? Do you remember? Well, was think... it a lot or? It might have only been two. Oh, okay. So you yeah, didn't, you, you didn't thump him. By well, any the, means, yeah, but... they 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 both went six innings, and I think Luis Garcia gave up one run, and he gave up two. I think. I oh, mean, I gotcha. could be wrong, but it was it wasn't like we scored six runs on him. But we yeah. won the we won the game when he was pitching, and he's one of the most vocal anti Astro guys out there. But before I let you go, let me remind all of you guys about our sponsor, Ram Shirts. He's doing the giveaway for us. Win a shirt for your dad. Send an email to Astros Baseball Podcast at gmail.com with the word dad in it. Win a shirt for your dad. I think the deadline's the 13th. It's the Sunday before Father's Day, and that's just a guess. So send it in if you want to win a shirt for your dad. And, uh, but anyway, Terry, I appreciate you coming on. I mean, I got out of work like three and a half hours ago. <laughs> I, I I could barely stay awake, but I stayed awake for you, and I appreciate <laughs> you giving your time to me. I know you're a busy man. Yeah, I have a quick morning route. I, I work three hours in the morning, so that was the soonest I could uh, get back to my apartment and uh, <laughs> and uh, do this. But uh, I always love talking baseball, so if you need some some time to be filled, go ahead and give me a buzz, and uh, we'll talk some baseball. Yeah, I remembered you always had that. You're that you're available early in the mornings, and that's why I knew I could ask you. I go, well, this works out good. I need someone to come on with me, and we played the Red Sox, so it works out good. But I appreciate you coming on, and uh, I appreciate all you guys listening. And we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.